Scream 6, The Black Phone, Jonathan Majors Arrested, and much, much more coming up next. So stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only. As usual, we are your casual experts, Mike and Luke. How you doing? And yeah, today, well, we're going to jump into some news as normal. Then we're going to have just a horror movie-centric podcast. Before we get into that, let's jump into some of this news. So quite a bit of news, actually. First off, it's not like a huge thing, but James Gunn posted um, a picture of a bunch of different DC characters. I... I'm not sure. Is this from Rebirth? I think it is. Um, I, yeah, I'm but specifically, I'm pretty sure it's it's from the Terrifics, which was a oh right. It okay. was a series of of it was oh so it was part of this sort of I don't even know how to describe it, but this sort of new wave of superheroes that happens kind of shortly a couple years after Rebirth. Like there was Sideways, okay. Damage, The Silencer, and the Terrifics were part of that same same push. Um, okay. And it, it's basically just like it's pretty blatantly DC's Fantastic Four. Ah, um, gotcha. but it's you know it, it, it's it's still kind of cool. Is uh, Mister Terrific part of it? Is that yes, why it's called that? Okay. Yes, Mister Terrific. Uh, and the invisible. I don't know. If, I think it's her. It's Invisible Girl. That might be not her name. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> um, Metamorpho, and then one of those stretchy guys from the DC. There's a bunch of, oh, was it elongated man? Yeah. That's, yes. that's, 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 yes. that's, that's yes. elongated man. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So gotcha. Specifically the terrific is what this is. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's led to a lot of people like, spe- uh, speculating that all those characters might be coming in chapter one mm-hmm. of DC. I mean, James Gunn doesn't seem to do things for no reason on social media. Right. So he might be teasing. I doubt he's teasing a, like a, the terrifics, project i mean maybe but it's likely it's probably just a lot of the characters he's planning on using maybe i mean i don't I know i wouldn't put it out of out of the yeah uh, entirely because all the superhero teams he has and they're all kind of like more obscure so i mean it's not that's fair that's entirely true. impossible but we'll see yeah that is true that's true um so some uh i guess kind of dc news like we get our first look at lady mm-hmm. gaga's harley quinn on um the joker 2 set yeah um looks a lot like i mean i I don't know if that's like gonna be your final look but i feel like it matches the world that the joker's in so you Mm -hmm. know you know um so there's not much else to say about that it looks fine you know it's kind of what i expected i did i did i didn't expect her to have a super comic accurate look so right um yeah so there there was a little bit of drama kind of short-lived between like james gunn and grace randolph Oh yeah. Who she's one of those like I mean, I'm 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 kind of not a huge fan of scoopers because yeah, there's like maybe a couple that are decent, but most of them just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and hope something sticks. Mm-hmm. And like two out of ten stories are legit, you know. Right. But the fact is, they always act so like arrogant about it for some reason. Yeah. And sometimes just like throw their own thoughts in there when it's like I thought the whole point of being a scooper is to just like break scoops, not like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give your you know dumb opinion about it. But <laughs> but uh, anyway, this this was a scoop by Grace Randolph. She posted on Twitter. She said, "I hear they are very close to a Superman casting. Might not be announced for a while, but it could leak. Very very close. 
which is like incredibly vague, like what does very, very close mean, you know, right. like months, weeks, days. Uh, role might even be cast or in final talks. And then good old James Gunn, uh, he said, not true. Haven't had a single talk with us. And this is on Twitter. He responded, yeah. not true. Haven't had a single talk with a single actor about the role, just making private lists, prepping material for auditions. And then Grace <laughs> responded, interesting since it's quote unquote not true i guess i can say i heard his top choice is logan lerman we'll see what happens and then james james gunn responded for the record i don't know who that is yeah i don't is, either i'm gonna google him right now oh yeah he he, he was in the percy jackson movies um he, okay he's in, he, he's in the amazon series um hunters yeah yeah, he looks a little young for Superman. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I could know. see him as maybe like Dick Grayson, maybe or like an yeah. older Tim Drake or something. But yeah, but I mean that doesn't even matter because it's not even true. I mean, right. and I think it's funny how like Grace Randall got kind of testy about it, and it's like mm. it's literally the dude who's in charge of everything saying that that's not true. Like, what are you saying? He's lying right. because of your sources. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I, th- I thought that was kind of funny, but I do really appreciate that James Gunn. Mm-hmm. like the the head of dc films you know dc studios is so active on social media like yeah n- not just spouting random crap but actually you know mm-hmm. um in, in interacting with fans and debunking a lot of rumors so yeah i i do appreciate that yeah on that same note i had a story it's a little bit older now but mm-hmm. um i guess yeah it's a few months at this point but um the subreddit marvel studio spoilers yeah. was taken down by Marvel because they leaked uh, a good portion of Ant-Man 3, apparently. Mm, um, okay. And it's, it's kind of a big deal, especially around yeah, like releases is. of movies. Like that, that mm-hmm. subreddit, and there's one for Star Wars as well. I think it might be one for DCL, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they get pretty accurate, especially around the releases of movies. Um, so, yeah, um, this I, I've never seen like the, a studio take down a whole subreddit before, but, you know, it's kind of Yeah, that is... Um, yeah, that is interesting, but I guess it makes sense considering, you know, they leaked like almost a whole movie. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, this is a couple years ago now, but the Star oh, Wars one, um, they, they were, they, they leaked like whole scenes of Rise of Skywalker, like a month oh, before really? the movie came out. So I'm okay. surprised that Disney hasn't gone after them too, but uh, yeah, that is surprising. Yeah. Maybe it would just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. They're just like, all right, we're mm. done with this shit. You're done. You know? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, kind of the same vein as, as uh, Marvel, Disney, whatever. Um, Victoria Alonzo, mm. who was the, I think she was the VP of like special effects and posts, something yeah. or other. I forget her actual job title, but mm-hmm. she was let go by marvel um i'm gonna get like so there were some rumors before i think the actual like real reason came Mm -hmm. out and then that reason was kind of debunked by her and her attorneys so i'm gonna get into some of the like rumors because apparently well yeah because it's it's apparently a bunch of vfx artists were kind of uh complaining about some stuff that Mm -hmm. you know under marvel's you know rule or whatever and some people were trying to we're, we're kind of trying to s- single out alonzo and act like she was like the main source of causing some sort of toxic environment um you know it's like there was 
I guess this started on Reddit, and this is according to Ver- Variety. That's where I'm getting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting on Reddit, this was followed by a series of stories published across the internet. Visual effects artists began to loudly complain about Marvel's demanding post-production schedules. Com- complaints ranged from unrelenting overtime to chronic overstaff or understaffing to the inability to avoid delivering substandard work due to constantly changing deadlines and some singled out Alonzo as a kingmaker who would blacklist artists who have pissed her off in any way. Um, But then there's other people who uh, were saying that she was nothing but professional and a senior VFX artist even said the idea of a very senior exec terrifying rank and file artist per some reports feels a bit off. Um, and yeah, so somebody of uh, a former D- Disney film executive said she was the epitome of professional and knows mm-hmm. her stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Especially considering like what now, like she, she's been the, she's been in this position since like the start of the MCU. I'm pretty sure. Right. And it's like now all of a sudden she's like, you know, being some sort of toxic tyrant. I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's definitely possible that she had some altercations with some employees who are coming out, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's that, you know, but I don't know. It's kind of, you know, hard. I think what's happening here, I because honestly, I don't don't think any of this is is her fault because she's not in charge of the schedule or anything like that. She can't rush a project or anything. Um, But I feel like what's happening is because Marvel is delaying all these movies and they're also letting off um they're laying off the, this this woman i feel like they're kind of responding to the backlash of phase four like oh we're, we're spacing our projects yeah. out oh we're going to improve our vfx so they're sort yeah. of making trying to make a statement try to get the general public back on their side at least that's what mm-hmm. that's the way i see it yeah um well apparently the official at least the somewhat official re- reports are saying that that the reason the studio cut ties with victoria alonzo was due to an indisputable breach of contract because she worked on the Oscar nominated film oh. Argentina 1985. And yeah, apparently okay. they told her not to, and she kept doing it. So that yeah. was the main reason, mm-hmm. but she is saying via her attorney, Patty Glazer, that uh, instead she was fired after Marvel asked her to do something she believed was reprehensible, which apparently was to edit, um, something in ant-man in ant-man and the wasp quantum mania so there was um yeah uh, it has been reported that marvel bosses allegedly wanted an an editor to blur a shop window that had rainbow decorations Mm -hmm. as well as the word pride for its kuwait release um and she apparently refused to do so and i guess that's what she that that's the reason she's saying she was fired see so frankly it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if it was both these things because yeah. marvel has definitely done this crap before like edited yeah. stuff specifically so mm-hmm. that it would make money you know and be allowed to play in um a- other right. countries like especially with china um yeah like they from what i hear they've like changed stuff like they changed the ancient one from a tibetan character to you know a white woman because mm-hmm. you know so that it would play in china yeah and apparently and, they added like a whole subplot to iron man 3 just to play in china like they oh, added okay. a lot of scenes to it for some reason i don't know gotcha, gotcha that's what i heard yeah and i heard that the reason taskmaster's like mask isn't a straight up skull is because yeah. like that kind of imagery is banned in china 
Yeah, very uh, anti-cult. So I guess this podcast can't be in China because I'm wearing a shirt that says Colt on it. But ah, shit. Oh well. <laughs> oh, well. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta please the ch- the Chinese overlords, you know. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So there's all that. It just seems like a mess, but at the same time, it doesn't. I don't know. I really don't know what to think about it. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like a lot of conflicting reports. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough, you know, per- personally to say like I know anything. But yeah, yeah. How about some more Marvel controversy? Apparently, mm. Jonathan Majors was yeah. arrested. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so, yeah, so he, he was arrested for assault, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and apparently his attorney recently released some text messages mm-hmm. allegedly sent by the woman that he, you know, was accused of assaulting. Yeah. Um, this is according to the Los Angeles Times. Um, so, yeah, Jonathan Majors was charged with several counts of misdemeanor assault and harassment shortly after New York police arrested him on March 25th. According to a complaint from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, the woman accused Majors of striking her about the face with an open hand, causing substantial pain and a laceration behind her ear. Majors also allegedly grabbed the woman's hand, causing swelling, bruising, and substantial pain to her finger, and put his hand on her neck. The NYPD said in a statement over the weekend that Majors was involved in a domestic dispute with a 30-year-old woman who told police she was assaulted. She was transported to a local hospital. Yeah, I, I think she passed out. That's why that's mm-hmm. to a local hospital with what police called minor injuries to her head and neck. Uh, in the unverified text messages published, published, publicized by... Major's attorney, the woman says she told the police the incident was her fault for trying to grab Major's phone. In a follow-up text, she says she told the authorities this was not an attack and that strangulation did not occur and should be removed from the case file immediately. Um, well, I mean, she did she did get hurt to the point of passing out. So regardless of what the message said, like... Right. And, and yeah, there are more messages as well. It says, I just want you to know that I'm doing all I can on my end. I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with my collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner do our communication prior out of care. So I guess she's, these texts are saying that they called the authorities because she passed out and then they arrested him after because she had marks on her. Um, so hard to tell if they're actually from her or not. It just right. it seems like really weird and messy, but at the same time, it's like it's clear that she had marks on her. You know, right. she was obviously hit um, <laughs> by somebody, or you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, kind of messy there. So I guess we'll see what happens, but right. kind of it potentially puts his future as Kang into question, maybe. Yeah, I don't especially with Disney. They don't like yeah. associating with people like I mean, because, you know, the um, the guy from the boys was arrested and he's still in the show. The Flash was arrested and, and they're still in the movie. Yeah. But with Disney That's specifically, right. they don't they don't have they have a very low tolerance for stuff. Like Disney this. don't play. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I mean, they fired James Gunn for a tweet. So I yeah, feel like that that, that is yeah. true. I, yeah, I feel like I mean, yeah. gr- granted, they, they did like go back on it later but that was because he apologized and i'll be honest yeah. probably also because dc hired him but yeah um yeah i guess we'll see what happens there hasn't been any word yet but i mean he's mm-hmm. obviously still in loki season two 
Right. But I guess we'll see what happens with the Kang dynasty. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it does suck because he's a really good actor. Um, yeah. But, you no, know, sure. if he did what he did, that's pretty fucked. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So I guess we'll see what go- happens. I mean, there the thing with Kang is there's so many variants and stuff. They easily could recast. It would suck, but they yeah. could. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. But I have a story that kind of segue off of what you just said. Okay, um, sick. Bill Skarsgård is not returning for the It prequel series on HBO. Right. And so um, from my perspective, this is not that big of a deal because the entity can really take on any form it wants to. And so as long as it doesn't appear in that particular form of Pennywise, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. But seeing that they're a Hollywood studio, it would not surprise me if they just recast someone similar to Skarsgård and have it be like as close to that as possible. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that would that's obviously the worst choice in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. I would yeah I would just have it be something that's not. Penny Me wise. too. Me too. Form, but, that know, would make we'll more sense, but yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So apparently Ben Affleck um, has been his name has been going around the news cycles because he said something about some scene in the Flash. So he said mm-hmm. uh, he he was on the Smartless Pod Spot podcast, which is. Um, let's see, J- Jason Bateman, Sean, um, I forget his last name, and Will Arnett's podcast. Okay. And he 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 kind of reiterated what he's what he's already said before that he got he feels like he finally got Batman right in the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also went on to, to, to describe this scene with Wonder Woman, where yeah. Wonder Woman saves him. Um, so I'm just gonna. You know what? That movie's good. I hear it's amazing. That movie's it looks really good. good. I hear that they, movie's they made great. a good. Yeah. I love that. And it's my best shit I've done. As be- I finally figured out how to play the guy. <laughs> no, really? I got it. For real? I was like, hold on. Am I, is that, I, I quit. I know I quit. And I know I came back to, but you know, I got it now. It's like, you know, you do the audition and you're on your way home and you're like, no. Wait, what was yeah. the moment? What, yes. where, where, how did, yes. why did the, why did the penny drop? What, what happened? I, I mean, I don't want to give a spoiler, but it was a, it was a scene where I got, I get caught I get saved by Wonder Woman yeah. uh, during a, a, a conflagration with some 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 bad guys. Yeah, uh-huh. and she saves me by. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm like the spoiler, you know, DC assassins. She, me, she saves you. She way. saves you with the lasso of truth. Yeah, sure. and so what happens is that Batman um, divulges, you know, some of his real feelings. Yeah, about mm-hmm. um, his life and his mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it helps you. It helps you see the character, and now you yes. want another chance to play it. And I was like, "Wait a minute! I got it. Am I still? Wait, can I, guys? Are we still rolling? Can we write the another story in my fucking life?" So yeah, uh, and that was um, that video was from uh, Flash Film News. Just to give credit there, but. Um, yeah, so apparently I think it was Deadline that was basically came up with a story saying that that scene was cut. Um, mm. But then there's some other insides, insider sources saying that that scene was not cut. Um, right. Apparently there were two scenes. There was like a scene at the end, like a cameo they filmed with Henry Cavill's Superman. And mm-hmm. those cameos were cut because they kind of set up future projects that aren't happening now. Right. That was kind of like the weird limbo of time between when, you know, they decided to totally like seemingly reboot everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently this scene is towards the beginning of the film and it wasn't cut. So it seems like yeah. there might be a Wonder Woman, Batman and maybe Flash team up towards the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, which could honestly be pretty cool. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Mm-hmm. Mo- moving on to some Daredevil news. So uh, I just wanted to. This is, it's it's nothing too consequential, but the original actress who played Vanessa Fisk in the Daredevil Netflix series, who has been recast, mm-hmm. her name is Ailet Zerer. She made a really quick like Instagram story saying that she was sad not to take part in the show, but she will always be Vincent D'Onofrio's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not really sure. Like I, I heard there were like scheduling conflicts and that's why she was recast, but I could be wrong. Could be another reason. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but Vincent D'Onofrio had something to say about this show because, you know, some fans kind of including myself are a little worried that it's not going to be like the same serious, right. Brutal tone as the show. But in, in in an interview with Newsweek, D'Onofrio said, it, it was a concern of mine, too, because the Netflix show was so raw and brutal, you know? But then I started to look at what Marvel's been doing lately with their series and, and the direction they want to go in. All I can say is that if you look at the most brutal stuff that Marvel is doing, which is few and far, far between, but it's there, it will be there for us, too. Uh, I think w- one of the things that the fans love with the original sh- show was that it was just that it wasn't just violence to be violent. It was at times a bit shocking to see it was all based in emotional stuff from Charlie's part and mine. There are two very emotional characters caught up in this life of theirs, so it will answer all of that for the fans. Um, he also said, he also said, we will bring it on. We will have emotional violence as well as just out and out physical violence. But it's a long game, this series. And for actors, that's so much fun because you get to plan out and and bring it okay so yeah i mean it, it seems unlikely that the show will be rated mature mm. but at the same time i feel like they don't necessarily need to have all out like super bloody stuff to right. be as intense and serious you know as the other marvel netflix show so mm. i guess we'll see i for now i definitely have hopes that it's do they have be... any tvma shows on disney plus at the moment yeah they, okay. they they have all the Netflix shows okay. on okay. Disney Plus. Um, there's probably something else, but those those are all on there. So, okay. um, but g- given that it's you know Daredevil and they're probably gonna like want to capitalize it as much as they can, I doubt they're going to make it mature. Mm-hmm. But I do hope that it's not as you know Marvelish as a lot of stuff is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. So. Also, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that there's like this overarching plot they're trying to build with Wilson Fisk that he runs for mayor and becomes oh, okay. mayor, and he's trying to like make laws in New York City to kind of make superheroing harder, I guess. And it's supposed to like, yeah. I think it's supposed to start in the Echo Show and then go into the Daredevil Show, and okay. then um, also into this fourth Spider-Man movie. Hmm. which speaking of that i heard some rumor that daredevil and kate bishop are going to be in that Hmm. movie and gonna team up with with spider-man to fight wilson fisk so i don't know if fisk is going to be like the main villain or one of the villains in that in spider-man 4 but i guess we'll see but if that's true i i I am really excited for that because i really want to see daredevil and spider-man team up in Hmm. live action that's like one of the big comic team-ups i'd love to see right um, and there's also been some set photos kind of leading or lending some credence to that where there's like this shot in New York City where it's showing people holding um, 
or having like Fisk campaign merch type stuff, but also um, I think it's like that Van Dyne Industries or something that was introduced. It's like Hope's company that was mm-hmm. in, in Ant Man three, and it's supposedly they're funding Fisk's campaign for what, what for whatever reason. So, but there there was also some of that that merch in there, like Van Dyne in, Industries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Deadpool three. Let's talk about some news from there. So right. apparently, Karen Sony and Leslie Uggams are returning to play. Uh, what's his name? Uh, crap, I'm Dopinder in Blind Owl. So they're going to be in the in the third one. Okay. And also Matthew McFadden was cast in this movie. Not really sure what role. He's going to play, but yeah, I think he's been most famous recently for playing Tom in Succession. Mm. Um, But I mostly know him from like British shows that my mom watches. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, so there's that. And there's also been this, um, these reports going around that the TVA is going to be heavily involved in Deadpool 3. uh, And that Owen Wilson is going to be in it playing Mobius. Um, Apparently... From what I heard from people who know people, I guess is the idea. Um, uh, it's 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 due to his time traveling at the end of Deadpool two, right? Um, and uh, apparently, he even like goes back in time to try and like save a past version of Wolverine, like before he dies in Logan. Hmm. And like there's and that's how they team up, but they're also teaming up, you know, because the TVA is after him for what he's doing to the time stream, which. I think yeah. it'd be a, honestly a kind of a cool way to tie it in with the MCU mm-hmm. and kind of go, go along with stuff that's already been established in the Deadpool movies. Right. Right. Um, I think like, as long as it still feels like a dead, you know, the other Deadpool movies. And yeah. I mean, it, yeah. as, as of now, it's still rated R mm-hmm. and I, I, I hope it stays that way because right. that would actually be kind of interesting to have characters from the MCU being brought in there into an, like an R rated environment. And that would actually be kind of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you know I'm not really sure what that would look like necessarily because we've never seen it before. But I hope right. it, I hope that goes well. And you know, if, from what I heard, Wolverine's going to have the yellow and blue suit and everything, so uh-huh. that'll there be very is. cool. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, one more story. Yeah. My yeah. last one. It was okay. um, Edgar Wright announced on social media this past week that he there's a. Scott Pilgrim versus the World anime, right? Going to be on Netflix. And what's interesting to me is that not only is he involved again, but also it's mostly the same cast as the movie. Yeah, um, I think it's like all the cast, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that because I'm, I mean, every you know that I really like that movie. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, because okay, so the movie and the comics were being written at the same time. Right, so they right, started right. a very similar spot, but as they kind of move on, they kind of move into their own thing. And so I feel like there's definitely room for another adaptation. But what it feels like they're just doing is it feels like they're just kind of remaking the movie because they have all the same mm-hmm. cast and the same creative team. So it feels like they're just doing the movie again, but in anime. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how, how to feel about this. Um, yes, yeah. we'll see. Ho- hopefully they like more more do like just an, ad- an adaptation of the yeah manga or whatever and you know, just have the voice cast. Right. Um, but I mean, considering his Ed- Edgar Wright is probably cause like he just liked all those actors in the role and one of them to be in it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, if if it's a shot for shot remake of the movie, then what's the point? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, last few bits of news. I'm just gonna run through really quick. So. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Man Disney Plus show that's coming out has cast Demetrius Gross as Simon Williams' brother, who is mm-hmm. also the Grim Reaper. Uh, so it's not clear if he's going to be the main villain of that show or not, but Simon w- Williams is the main character, Wonder Man. So, yeah. Then there's also, then apparently Ed Harris has also been cast in that show in an, undisclo- in an undisclosed role. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's that, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, last bit of news. So apparently Marvel has hired a new writer for the Thunderbolts movie. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if he's totally rewriting it or just adding stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so apparently Lee Song Jin, creator and showrunner of Netflix's Beef, this is by, this is via Variety, has taken an, on writing duties for Marvel's upcoming Thunderbolts. Uh, he's written for Tuca and Birdie, Dave and Silicon Valley. Um, he says, yeah, he was, it was in an, an, an interview with Variety. And he said, I'm rewriting it. Okay, so he is rewriting it. Uh, it's the whole squad again, Jake, me, yada, yada. He just talks about working with some other people and Cook Stephen Young, who was in Beef. He's working with him again, but apparently it was originally written by Eric Pearson, who wrote who wrote Black Widow and Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. But apparently they hired this guy to come in and rewrite it, which I definitely have mixed feelings because Eric Pearson definitely okay with him not writing it because he wrote Black Widow and Thor Ragnarok, which I don't think either one of those was very well written. Right. Um, Black Widow especially was just yeah. Uh, they probably brought him in because they're using a lot of Black Widow characters, mm. but apparently they didn't like it. I guess um, so. They brought in this guy. My, my my problem with this though is that he's done pretty much only work on comedies. Yeah, it looks like he's done a lot of TV stuff. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily because like the Russo brothers did too, and right. they, they they went and right. made like four great Marvel movies. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I guess I'm just waiting on bated breath. But I have, like, yeah. I, I don't have very much hype for the Thunderbolts movie because I feel like right. it's just going to be a generic, like, I feel like it's going to be Black Widow too. But mm. if they make the proper changes, maybe I'm wrong. You know, that yeah. would be cool if I'm wrong because yeah. I would like it to be to be good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I think that's all the news. Yeah, that is all the news. All right. So, yeah, there we go. Without further ado, let's Ooh. just get into the main part of this podcast Alrighty, Alrighty, scream six so that came out what like probably a month ago now almost yeah uh yeah so let's talk about it what were your thoughts um uh so i feel like i don't know i i feel like all the scream movies are good um that being said yeah, this is yeah. probably one of my least favorite ones um, yeah yeah i had some parts that i liked like seeing on the big screen was really cool there's a couple sequences yeah. that are really good <laughs> and there's some some jokes that i liked but overall mm-hmm. it's just probably not my favorite <laughs> yeah I, I i'll be honest i was a bit disappointed yeah i feel, feel like i feel like there was a decent amount of hype for it people were saying like it was really good it was great yada yada mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i felt like it just wasn't that like it felt like it was kind of generic Yes. compared to the other scream i think it, it felt like kind of the laziest written scream movie to be right, honest right um which the, i think the only thing that would probably go against that is that i i, did, I didn't see the killers coming but at the same time 
it felt like a rehash of Scream 2 in a way. Exactly, yeah. Um, it kind of would have been... I felt like like I didn't see it coming, but it was mainly because it was kind of, like, boring. No, like, like I wouldn't right. have... Like, like, oh, by the way, all these, like, these two characters that have been the whole, in there the whole movie are actually brother and sister, and, mm-hmm. like, the dad is, you know, their dad, it was, it felt a little far-fetched, too, that they, they'd be able to hide right. that, that they were, right. like, brother and sister and father, like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was disappointed, too, because there was a lot of talk, even in the, like, promotional interviews from the actors, saying that this, you know, ghost face is different he's like Mm -hmm. more i mean for lack of a better term more badass and i didn't really get that feeling except for one scene that scene where like they use the shotgun but it's like i would have really liked to see more of that like i kind of would have liked it like it would have been actually an interesting turn for the franchise if they had a more like say like a michael myers type ghost face who's just like kind Mm -hmm. of like this unstoppable badass character you know right right. um we really did not get that in this movie which i kind of felt like they were teasing that it was going to be more like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. honestly it would have been interesting if they just had a ghost face that used guns instead of knives <laughs> you know right something to shake up the franchise a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and i also feel like they were teasing really hard that um stew was going to come back yeah and that never happened i was a little disappointed even though it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense i still wanted it to happen <laughs> <laughs> right know? okay yeah yeah, I don't know, but I don't know how I feel about that. Cause like, if they bring him back, then like, cause that he he got pretty, he got smashed in the last year by a television. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty pretty final. And so if they bring him back, what's stopping them from bringing like other characters back? That's like, true. Andy or Dewey or you know what I mean? Or even Billy. Exactly. <laughs> even Billy right. Loomis. Yeah. Right. Which they kind of they kind of already brought him back, but kind of um, yeah yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I really liked the opening scene, and I wish that they kind of followed through with that. So like we kind yeah. Of, we kind of see who Ghostface is throughout the whole movie. And you can mm. still even have like the cop thing happening too. You can have two separate yeah. ghost faces and they're kind of like contradicting each other. They're also yeah. trying to get the, uh, the sisters. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But I feel like um, one good thing about this movie is I feel like um, Marissa Barrera really kind yes. of stepped into the leading role in this film. After the last one, I wasn't really sure how I felt about yeah. the new characters. And from yeah. most of them, I still don't know how I feel about them, but her specifically, I really liked her, her in this movie. Yeah, it felt kind of weird to have a screen movie without Nev Campbell in it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, she wasn't really in it too much last time, but at least she was in it right. in the last movie. But yeah, I think Melissa Barrera and I think, honestly, Jenna Ortega, too, they kind of in a lot of ways shared the mm-hmm. spotlight. Yeah. I think that they actually did a pretty good job as the leading characters. Um, right. I kind of wish they would just, like, decide what the hell they're doing with Sam, though, the Melissa Barrera character. Because it's like, mm. they keep going, like, well, she is, you know, Billy Loomis's daughter. And I felt yeah. like they kind of resolved that in the fifth one. But then they brought that back in this. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of, like, made her embrace it. But then not really. It was like, what? You know, I kind of wish they would just decide, like, is she, like, embracing it and going to basically become a psycho, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is she, like, you know, I'm not my past. I'm not my dad, you know? But I felt like they were just, like, toying with it. But where it, it was just kind of for, like, you know, to tease stuff, not mm-hmm. to really provide development. It kind of reminds me of Ray from the Star Wars movies. Like, <laughs> she yeah. kind of, like, it's kind of painted that she's going to become dark, but she doesn't. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I yeah. hope that if they do a seventh one, that I hope that the, yeah, she actually does become the killer. I think that would be really something cool that, that would be seen like that before in the series. 
Yeah, the, yeah, it's true. We have, and that that would be more interesting. Though I I felt like it was kind of weird uh, in this when she put on her dad's like costume to kill mm. to to kill the police officer. I'm like, what? Like, are you saying she's the Ghostface yeah. killer? But like, it was more the way they did it, and they didn't make it seem weirder than it was. Like, if it was part of the thing where like, yeah, she's kind of becoming her dad. Mm-hmm. But like everyone would just chill with it, you know. Like her sister was like, "Yeah, this is normal to put on the ghost face costume and kill a guy." Right. Like I felt that was kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I thought most of the kills were pretty good. I thought yeah. well, not not like I think the last one probably had some better ones, but this mm-hmm. one I think I really liked the city vibe though. I I, I really yeah. liked that the, that it took place in New, in New York City. That was definitely mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. new um i i yeah i i did like most of the stuff with the characters like with the sisters especially and they you know just had stuff to do and like you said the beginning was super cool yeah um and honestly like the final showdown wasn't bad honestly like it was just mm-hmm. more like the context of it but the the, the actual yeah. fight and everything was 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 pretty good um yeah be- between the two sisters and mm-hmm. um you know the what's the the bailey family yeah um, yeah, you mentioned Nave Campbell, and I honestly mm-hmm. feel like the the legacy characters that are here, like Gail and Kirby, I feel like they're mm-hmm. almost like not even needed in the movie at all. Yeah, I mean, I get it's a franchise, and so they have to be there, but it doesn't really feel like like Gail, especially. I don't really. Yeah, she has like one or two scenes, and I don't even think she really. Yeah. Needs, I mean, she lives in New York, so maybe not really. Cameo, but she doesn't really need to be here. I, feel, I, I did kind of like that scene though in her apartment with yeah. um the ghost face killer that was kind of mm-hmm. cool but and i did like that they actually I, what i did like about this movie is most of the characters didn't act really stupid like they do mm-hmm. in typical horror movies yeah like and you know like G- gail was like oh it's ghost face i'm gonna go in my room and get my gun you know right. <laughs> like it just like right. you know that 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 kind of stuff like it always kind of annoys me in horror movies when People are just like, oh no, there's nothing I can do. I'm just gonna die, I guess. You know. Yeah. So I yeah. did like that aspect to it. Um, and yeah, I feel like with Hayden Panettiere with with Kirby, I feel like she was almost just kind of there to like throw doubt as to who the killer was at the last second. Mm. You know. Which honestly, like when they were first teasing that, I wasn't a fan. But in the, like in retrospect, I almost kind of wish sh- she was the the killer yeah, instead of the really family. Cool. That would have been more interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they were trying to go for more like a more direct sequel, you know, to the last one where they have, mm. you know, one of the killers from the last one, right. You know, her, his family, but uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it didn't really work for me. Like, I think the mm-hmm. dad was, a, but I, I even felt like his, like he did a really good job the whole movie. And then like the end, I felt like his character got like, almost like turned into like a Batman villain from the 1960s. You know, yeah, and that's kind of always been the case. Like right after the reveal, that's, go, that's kind of crazy. But I feel like this wasn't. It was trying to do that, but it didn't really yeah. succeed. I don't know. Well, I feel also a big thing with this movie is it felt like it was supposed to be like the, the culmination of all the movies. Like even that, hmm. um, even like the ghost face lair was like all of the right. different ghost faces, which we 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 did find out it was those guys who yeah. made you know those um, film students or whatever. Because uh, yeah, from Randy from the last movie had all that memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah well, yeah, and those um, the two oh, the guys, right. the yes. guys at the at the, yes. at, the, at the beginning, they had done all that. But I kind of because from the trailers, I kind of felt like that maybe that was you know Ghostface Lair, and he had like 
put all that stuff together because he kind of like worshipped all the people the previous Ghostface or something. Mm. Like I kind of felt like it was gonna be that, or like Ghostface was going to somehow be tied to the franchise as a whole. Right. So I was kind of disappointed when it was just you know the Jack Quaid character's family you know yeah 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 um but all that to say like it was enjoyable i did have a fun time with it but it was probably the only scream movie where i walked out like huh i really wish Mm -hmm. they had done things really different you know yeah i felt like they're almost like too meta like i felt like the meta references worked well not too meta as in like too much but just Mm -hmm. like the one main scene where they had meta stuff it was just like exposition and yeah. it wasn't like as cleverly done as the previous movies, you know. It yeah, was just, especially you know, after five, which did, I think did the meta stuff really, really well. Five was really I really liked the meta stuff in four and five, like in yeah. four where there where there's like a movie and a movie and a movie. I thought that was yeah. really fun, and yeah. then yeah. all the stuff in the fifth one was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've been dogging on this movie a lot, but just to name a couple yeah. of things that I do like. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it was still fun, but it, I. Yeah, I definitely think it's kind of overhyped. One really subtle thing that I liked about this movie is that Gail kind of goes back to her kind of bitchy self, which yeah. I mean, people, people, a lot of people don't really understand why, but I feel like um, throughout the whole series, she's kind of warming up to those specific characters, but since those mm-hmm. characters aren't here, she kind of just goes back to her default, like defensive, like, yeah. you know, being a, being a bitch and being on the offensive. <laughs> so I really liked sure. that, that detail. Um Mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned this at the top, but I really like the scene, uh, the ladder scene. I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, there's another scene that I really liked, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but that scene in particular was really cool. I think the first half of the movie, I was like super engaged. Yeah. And then by the end, they had made a bunch of different decisions that I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, and the, like mm-hmm. freaking um, Chad, like the mm-hmm. dude's like freaking invincible. Like, yeah, like, okay, a, like yeah. in the fifth one, it was fine. He got stabbed in the gut and he survived. This mm-hmm. one, he gets stabbed like five times. Right. It's so clear he's dying. Then he's like, oh, just kidding. I'm alive. Like, that felt so, like, and the thing is, I feel like they, they could have made like a meta joke about that, mm-hmm. you know, about him surviving and made it kind of a joke that, like, you know, horror movies just r- randomly have somebody to survive or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know. But instead, you know, it just happened and it yeah. really didn't work for me. <laughs> and it also happened with Gail because I felt like she got hurt really bad at the end of her scene. And then there's just like a line at the end like, oh, she's in the hospital. It's OK. Well, yeah. It was like, also, <laughs> I f- feel like this was the safest mm-hmm. one in a lot of ways because like nobody really yeah. died except the new characters. Right. Right. And not the new ones from last movie, but the new ones as an introduced in this yeah. movie. Like right. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Like it, nobody that was from a previous movie died. Yeah, I don't think so. Which, yeah, which I don't like. The screen movies, I feel like sometimes kill people off too much. Like I, I I'm still not, I'm still not over Dewey dying. But and I yeah. also didn't think Cotton should have died the way mm-hmm. he did in the third one. It was just like yeah. you know they were just starting to, to develop his character and they're like, oh, kill him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I kind of prefer that to. Yeah, no, I do as well. Like that being, I mean, I, I, Dewey's one of my favorite fictional characters, so I obviously mm-hmm. wish he would survive, but I felt like the way it was handled really well. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, a good send off is better than dragging a character out. But yeah, um, you know, I really, I really wish they would have done something like that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think all in all, they the, they were kind of suggesting that these would be the most interesting ghost face killers, but instead mm-hmm. they were like kind of the most forgettable, I feel like. 
Yeah, I mean, he is technically different in the sense that there are three of them this time. Right, but, but, you know, that's, you know. Yeah, like, oh, wow, you you added one. But yeah, 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 I I know. Like, we have been kind of dogging on this movie, I think mainly just because of our expectations, at least. Yeah, there's such a high bar for Scream. Speaking for speaking for myself, um, but at the same time, like, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, it's Um, a good movie. I mean, it's still probably, like you said, probably one of the worst, but it's still good. You know, like the worst out of Scream is still good. Right, right. Yeah, and like all the actors did a good job, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, as and I do like the new characters for the most part. Like I like I don't dislike any of them. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's Scream. <laughs> yeah, Scream Six. M- mixed bag, you know, but yeah, definitely a fun watch. Hmm. Hmm. I hope they kind of like give a couple years before the next yeah. one. Like yeah. I kind of mentioned this to you after we watched it, but I feel like mm-hmm. Scream is one of those franchises that can go forever because horror is constantly mm-hmm. changing and. So that sure. you can kind of change the the meta ness of it, but I feel like you need at least like at least five years before the next one. But yeah, because I feel like they kind of tackled everything in the last movie. Yeah, that they could exactly. have done any commentary on horror movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah I, I agree with you though. I kind of like I'm I would have been okay if they like ended it with six movies. Yeah, they're 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 definitely teasing more. So mm-hmm. you know, I it, I, it does kind of wear on me when like franchises last forever you know right, yeah. <laughs> but like if they still stay good then you know but yeah hi everyone so this next part where we're talking about the black phone we actually had some technical difficulties when when we were recording this so apologies the audio isn't the best but yeah let's get into it so what did you think about the movie uh, I really enjoyed the movie like I didn't know anything about the book I honestly didn't know that it was based on a book until I saw it and you mentioned it um but I really enjoyed it. It's probably one of the better, like, newer horror movies I've seen. You know, like, the ones that have come out over the last, like, year or two in theaters. Um, right. I think, overall, I, I'm just, I'm just going to get my gripes out of the way right now, because they were kind of few mm-hmm. um, compared to the, whole, the movie as a whole. Um, first of all, I am kind of a person that likes things at least a little bit, like, spelled out or, like, revealed or something. So, like, by the end of the mm-hmm. movie, oh, yeah. There's gonna there's 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 gonna be spoilers in this video, so if you haven't watched this, right. you probably <laughs> shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, watch this. Um, yeah, so by the end of the movie, we don't really know anything about the killer, which you know does like lend to the whole mystery aspect, you know, like the mysterious you know figure that you know it kind of like lends his scariness maybe a little more, but at the same mm-hmm. time. I was kind of left wondering, like, why does this character even do any? Like, like, there's like, there's never really any clear reason for anything. We know we get like zero backstory on this character, you know, as to mm-hmm. why he doesn't like why this black phone is even there, you know? It, right. Like, wh- wh- right. Why is there? Why does it have these like somehow kind of um, supernatural powers? There's like no real explanation given for any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. so like not even really a hint it's just sort of there you're supposed to accept it which you know i did for the most part but that, right, that, that right. was my only thing i wish they'd like maybe given like a little bit of a reveal or told us a little bit about like why every, why everything was happening you know mm-hmm. yeah and i would say that that's probably the same with the short story okay. and from what i've read from joe hill in general like he has a lot of really good concepts but he doesn't really like flesh any of them out or like expand upon any of it so i'd say that that probably that that criticism probably goes through uh with the short story as well it's only like 20 pages and so it's really there's not a whole lot to it yeah wow so did did they kind of like stretch it out to make make the whole movie 
Yeah, they added a lot of stuff to it, but like yeah. pretty much everything with Finney in the basement was pretty much what the what the story was. Okay. And there were there were like hints of his sister having some some sort of um, clairvoyance, but that was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I was about to mention that too. That just didn't really seem to amount to much. Like they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I guess her mom had it, and right. that was kind of it. Like it sort of helped, but also not really. Like by the end, mm-hmm. like she saw a couple mm-hmm. things, and she did lead the police to like the house across the street but at the same time finney had already like you know killed the grabber and everything so he kind of did everything on his right. own anyway so she didn't really help right. a whole lot i mean he, mm-hmm. he, he probably would have escaped and found the police anyway so she just sort of like brought them there like you know 20 minutes earlier <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and it was like the the twist that there were two houses that was a little bit weird to me yeah like one house where he hides the bodies and the other house where he has the the basement but that that didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, and it was like he's he, he's a bit stupid. Like if you're gonna have like a right. graveyard house, why do why buy one right across the street from your actual exactly. house? Exactly. Right. Eh. Oh, I mean, besides that, and like some, mm-hmm. I think some of the child acting was a little bit like shaky. I guess, um, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't terrible, but it was a little bit like contrived Disney Channelish almost. You know, um, yeah. but you know, they're kid actors. You know. Is there, mm-hmm. there are like you know a handful of like really 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 good child actors but anyway right. those are pretty much my main gripes and also like i thought it was mm-hmm. weird that how like choreographed like the kids fight scene was um mm-hmm. like at the beginning I, I forget his name but um the one kid who was like the toughest in school and he was taking on that big kid at, at the beginning right like, he, like i mean I, I guess he could have like taken karate classes or something but they never even mentioned it mm-hmm. they're, they're just like he's tough you know and that's just how yeah. tough kids fight i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. besides that besides like those, those those are pretty much all my gripes for this movie honestly the rest i really enjoyed yeah yeah um yeah like i really like i i, I honestly mostly went to this movie um because like it, it did look interesting, but also Ethan Hawke, it seemed like his performance mm-hmm. was gonna be really cool, and that was right. honestly the best part for me. I think was his performance, yeah. and like you're mm-hmm. never sure what he's going to do, or like you know he acted like nice most of the time, but then mm-hmm. like you know he would wait upstairs with a belt to beat him, you know stuff like that. It was like really just like right. kept you on your toes, and it really made you feel you know like scared for the main character that they did a really good job with the suspense throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. pretty much of like man i hope he finishes this in time i hope he doesn't you know walk in, in into the room right now while he's trying to escape you know mm-hmm. one thing that i noticed about um ethan hawk's character is that you never actually see his whole face at one time True. i was always like part of it that's covered up and i thought that was really really cool yeah um, yeah even when he yeah. first grabbed finney um he had like he had like sunglasses on. Yeah, he had yeah. sunglasses and like white paint on. Mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. wish they had at least like flushed that out, flushed that out. Like the reason behind yeah. the mask, like you know, even just have like Finny ask something about it, but he he just sort of like, oh, he's where he wears a mask and it keeps like changing, you know, like he keeps like right. wearing p- p- pieces of it. I'm just gonna accept it, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, and, you know, but but then, yeah. then at the end he took his mask off and he was you know freaking out like ah, you know, like. Right. Or Shaq or something, my face, you know. But yeah. there was never really any, like, we never really, there's never any reason behind it. It just sort of happened. You're like, okay. One thing that I kind of like, I guess it's sort of a fan theory, but like the grabber mentions that the phone had been there in the basement since he was a kid. And so, like, I was mm. kind of thinking, well, what if this is like, what if he's not the first grabber? What if there was a grabber before him and oh. he's sort of like 
became the the new grabber. I don't know. Yeah. It was just his line, and I was like, that's kind of interesting. Because like you said, there's not a whole lot backstory, so you just kind of have to fill it in. Right, and it's uh, interesting, too. There's, like, burn marks on the wall where I'm assuming right. the original phone wire was. was. So, it, like, it seems like something happened at some point, but they never really, like, give any sort of hint as to what it is. Or even, like, right. I mean, I, I guess the kids are on, like, you know, some other, you know, um, other dimensional plane where they're just hanging out dead mm-hmm. or whatever. But they mm-hmm. never even, like, give a hint as to what that is. It just sort of, like, is, you know, and you're just sort of supposed to like, right. accept it, which, you know, it's fine, but I, I definitely would have preferred some sort of explanation. But at mm-hmm. the same time, they, they did a super good job um, with those scenes where the kids were actually in the room with right. Finny, you know, and I thought those were done really well. Like, they started mm-hmm. out with just the voice, and then eventually they started actually showing them, and that was really cool, and even showed, like, the wounds that killed them and stuff. So you kind of do have an idea of, like, yeah. what he did to them. Yeah, I like that, like, the kids, the dead kids, they were good, but, like, mm-hmm. the idea that, like, talking to a dead kid is inherently scary, and so they yeah. kind of lean into that a little bit. Yeah, with, definitely. Uh, jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah. And especially that one, like, super violent kid who was just, like, yelling at mm-hmm. him the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but I thought that was, they did a really good job, too, with, like, every time he was, he was about to do something and the phone rang, you're like, oh, crap, they have something to tell him, you know, he's going to mess up mm-hmm. somehow or something, you know. I thought they mm-hmm. did a really good job uh, with that, just kind of really, really capturing the feeling of, like, you know, like, is the grabber just going to jump out and, like, kill him at any second, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so I think overall, I really did enjoy the movie. You know, my only gripes mm-hmm. were very much just like I wish they'd fleshed out the story a little more. But the original right. movie, you know, the original story didn't either. So you know, you could argue that it wouldn't have been true to the original material if they had added to it more. You know, right. But right. either way, I think Scott Derrickson did a really good job with this. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've only seen a few of his movies, but you know, obviously Doctor Strange and uh, right. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know he's on a few others, but I haven't really seen them. Overall thoughts, pretty good movie. It was good, but not like super good. Um, right, yeah. It, it was yeah. a very good, like it, it had that like smaller budget horror feel, feel without right. feeling, you know, low budget, you know. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It wasn't cheap, but it also didn't like, you know, there, there wasn't like a huge amount of thrills. It, it wasn't like a conjuring right. movie. There's like obviously a lot of you know, special effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. You know, I'll probably watch it again, especially for Ethan Hawke's performance, which I gotta say, he's mm-hmm. been doing really good as villains lately. You know, like he's yeah, he's, he's always been a yeah. he's always been a good actor, but lately, the last like couple of years, the things I've seen him, and he's kind of become an actor where you know I will be interested in seeing a movie because he's in it. You know, like right. I've seen a few like characters that he's played recently, like uh, Harrow, Arthur Harrow on mm-hmm. Moon Knight, mm-hmm. The Grabber, and then he was in The Northman as the main character's dad and like he's just really different characters in each of those but he plays them Mm -hmm. so well that you really get into his character and you know you're not you're not sitting there thinking oh it's it's ethan hawk you're like oh that's the grabber that's Arthur hero you know right right exactly yeah so yeah um got got anything more to say about the black phone i just really liked how like it was just the ending where he kind of took everything he learned from all the other kids and it kind of all ties in together yeah that was super satisfying yeah it was almost that thing where like you know they were build, building up to the one person that like had enough knowledge to escape you know all, right. all the other ones like each kid learned something new you know mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty cool this has been casual experts only thank you so much for joining us Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to us on and leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. 
If you would like to check out our social media and our YouTube channel, use the link in the description. This podcast comes out every other Monday, so be sure to check out all our other episodes. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.